But go on to chapter 23, the 23rd Psalm. Because Psalm 23 is a testimony of what you can learn about God in times of loneliness. Psalm 19 kind of lays the framework and the foundation. And by the way, how do we know that David wrote this as a youth? Because in the 132nd Psalm, he gives his testimony. He says, I discovered you when I was shepherding as a boy. And the 132nd Psalm is, a, is an incredible insight that helps us understand What's going on here? This is David's testimony of what he discovered about God as he saw him in creation, as he saw him through his word, and as he chose to seek God's acceptance and approval. That's the lesson of Psalm 19. But, but he applies it in Psalm 23. And he testifies what he learned about God in times of loneliness. And I'm going to read this familiar passage to you, and you're going to hear words you know so well. But instead of just rattling on through them as we do. This is one of the first psalms that you learn to say quickly and, and you know well. Instead of doing that, we need to stop and ask ourselves, have I experienced this psalm? Or is it just a fact that I tuck away in my mind and I carry it around as something that I know? There's a big difference between knowing something and experiencing it. David said, I, I experienced the Lord in my times of loneliness. And he chronicles the ways he experienced him. And as we listen to David's testimony of what he experienced, what he clung to from his long dark nights, his long lonely days out there as a shepherd, and as you listen to what I read, I'd encourage you to do something. Ask the Lord and tell him, say, I want to experience this in my life. The next time you are alone, the next time you're in a crowd and you feel alone. The next time you're passing by and around and through multitudes of people and you feel so alone. Next time you lament that everybody else has close friends and I don't. The next time you just feel whatever form the, the loneliness comes in under the door of your heart and just starts chilling you. Go back to David's testimony and say, I want to experience what you experienced all alone, man after God's own heart, David, and say, Lord, give me the same desire. And as I read these, why don't you just in your heart echo David's affirmations? Because we have to practice this. We have to go from, from merely being hearers of all this truth to being what? Doers of it. We have, to, we have to say, I want to experience that, God. I don't want to just know that. I'm just, just going to write that down on my little sheet of paper that's there in the hymn book rack, and I tuck it away in my notebook. I got another one. I want to experience this. And that's what the 23rd Psalm is all about. It's a testimony of what David learned and what you and I can learn about God in times of loneliness. Confess these lonely lessons and make them true in your life. The first one is, David said this, the Lord is my shepherd. And what he's saying is this, Lord, when I'm alone, shepherd me. You see, the sheep were alone, and they didn't make it well alone. And so his family assigned him to shepherd them. So David knew exactly the sheep that didn't know how to take care of themselves needed someone that knew how to take care of them to make sure that they didn't get into problems or difficulties or dangers. And so David said, I am one of your sheep. And when I'm alone, shepherd me, Lord. Do you, do you see how he 
takes his situation of being alone with the sheep and says, I'm not alone. The Lord is my shepherd. And Lord, when I'm alone, shepherd me. Think of the implications. Jesus said in John 10, I'm the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And when we're alone, Christ knows what we're going through. He's acquainted with our sorrows and griefs. He knows our frame that we're dust. He knows that. And he's a good shepherd. And the good shepherd came to give us life, and not just life, not just existence, but life that's more abundant. Life that overflows. And so the first thing David says is, The Lord's my shepherd. And what he was confessing is, Lord, when I'm alone, shepherd me. Second part of verse 1 says, I shall not want. What he's saying is, Lord, when I'm alone, satisfy me. Satisfy me. You see, God has made us for, our, for himself, and we are restless. We are unsatisfied until we allow him to satisfy us. What you find is that money doesn't buy happiness. It just buys more places to look for it. And the more you look for it, you find it's elusive and it's nowhere to be found. Why do you think that the wealthiest people are the loneliest people? Why do you think that, that, that they, they, they have everything but they have nothing? They don't have this, the, the, the friendship and the closeness of common, ordinary life. They have to be secluded. They have to be guarded. They have to be in these bulletproof, you know, high penthouse, ex exclusive places. Why? Because they don't know how to have the companionship that, that we enjoy in life. And God says, the ultimate companionship is me. When I realize that when I'm alone, you satisfy me, we realize what Jesus said in John 6. He said, if you come to me, you'll never hunger, you'll never thirst. I satisfy you. And when I'm alone, and when, when I feel loneliness coming, I have to echo with David, when I'm alone, Lord, satisfy me. I can't satisfy myself. I can be, you know, they did tests on the rats, you know, the, the psychological and psychiatric uh, uh, studies in hospitals do a lot of tests on rats, and they try and figure out, you know, uh, learn patterns from them. And one of them that, that I love to read about is the rats that, that they found, they, they put this node in their brain, that electrode, and it went on the, the whatever part. I don't, I don't know much about, you know, brains, but there's some part which is the pleasure center. And if there's an electrical impulse there, you kind of feel this overwhelming euphoria. And so they connect an electrode there, and they made it so that the rat had these two pedals, and it could touch one, and, and it would just get food. It could touch the other one, and it would get a buzz. And, and it, it, I can just, you know, I have a very uh, uh, photographic kind of mind. I can just see this. I can see that rat going up there and going like this, you know, hitting the left one and a little whatever came out and sitting there eating it. And then thought, I'm going to try the other one. It went like that and went, whoa. And you know what the rat did? It pleasure buttoned itself to death. It starved to death. It was just going... And it starved to death because it just wanted the buzz, the buzz, the buzz. And, you know, that's, that's when we, you know, the, now take it from a rat to a human, when we find something, we pleasure ourselves to death and find decreasing satisfaction from it. You have to keep upping the dose. You have to keep upping the thrill. You have to keep upping the amount of stuff or the whatever. And you just, it, it, it has a decreasing fulfillment level. 
And David said, I'm learning this as a young person. I shall not want, Lord, when I'm alone, satisfy me. And Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I'll satisfy you. Look at verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. When I'm alone, Lord, rest me. Remember, one of the, the key indicators of a lost person is they're restless. There is a restlessness in their mind. There's a restlessness in their conversation. There's a restlessness in their conduct and behavior. They are restless. And, and David says, Lord, make me lie down in green pastures. Lord, when I'm alone, rest me. What did Matthew 11, we saw last time, say? Come to me when you're weary. I will give you rest. I am the only one that can rest you, Jesus said. Now, that is a salvation message, but as you receive the Lord by resting in Him, so walk in Him. Continue to say, Lord, make me lie down. You know, we're a restless nation. It it, it just seems like everything's going 24-7, 365. It's just going all the time. We, We... a friend of mine who is a banker told me that, that he didn't want to do it, but he introduced in his bank, internet banking, uh, and, and he introduced it, and he said, but probably only the yuppies, you know, the 30-plus, 30 30-year-old 30 jet-setters will even use it. And he said, no, you know what he found out? He looked at, it, at his readout. It's the older people. They were just night and day looking at their money online. They were just so restless, they had to keep looking at it to make sure it was still there. And there's just, even in, in every part of our life, there's this restlessness. We just, we just can't stop. And David said, Lord, stop me. Verse 2, make me lie down in green pastures. If I'm a sheep and if what I need is to eat and to, to rest and digest that food, you make me rest. And Jesus said, when you come to me, I'll give you rest. The end of verse 2, he leads me beside the still waters. Lord, when I'm alone, lead me. Notice what he said, he leads me. I need to want to be led. And so when I'm alone, I want the Lord to lead me. I don't want to go off and do... Did you know, what did what does uh, Ben Franklin say? That an idle mind is the devil's what? Yeah. I mean, when we're lonely, we think of some of the worst things to fill the time. Don't we? And David said, as a teenager... He leads me beside the still waters. That's, that is a parallelism with this restlessness and, and its ceasing in rest. And he says, I want him to lead me to the stillness. Doesn't that remind you of Psalm 46? Be what? Still to know that I'm God. And he says, Lord, when I am alone, I want you to lead me. And Jesus said in, in John 14, I'm the way. I'm the way you should go. I'll lead you. I'm the truth. I'm the real life. If you let me lead you. Uh, it, it says in, in Isaiah 48, Oh, that you would hearken to me. Then should your peace bend like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Isaiah 48:18. but you wouldn't. The Lord said, we should. We should say when we're alone, lead me. Lead me to stillness. Lead me away from restlessness. Lead me away from from the desperation that comes of aloneness.